MusicRanchRadio.com presents Independent Artist Spotlight, a show about local and national independent artists and the music they create. All right, here we are, uh, well, 701. See, we so were a minute we were. early last time, a minute late tonight. Made it up. But, uh, you know, <laughs> I didn't want to cut the song off. That's, uh, you know, Sonny, she's a good singer. So, tonight, man, we've got quite an artist. Frank Myers yeah. is with us. So many awards and nominations oh, I've been God. reading about. been reading about him all day. I know, just his biography. It was yeah. like, well, there's an hour right there, right? you know. Without a song. Yeah, without any music. <laughs> it's like, how are we going to do this? But, uh, yeah, you know, Frank, and, and one thing about Frank, I don't think there's a song that we will play tonight that you won't recognize. Right, whether he's saying. That you're going to go, wow. And, you know, whether he wrote it, co-wrote it. Uh, but, I mean, he's just got a raft. And we're going to kick off the first one, which was an Eddie Raven hit. And uh, then we're going to get Frank on the phone with us. Here is I Got Mexico. I just got tired of that same old job. Tired of fighting that freeway Never thought I'd really go I'd never get as far as Mexico I've even learned to speak the language some Down on the beach drinking coke and rum You wouldn't know me with this golden glow Soaking sun in Mexico Through it all, nothing's really changed No matter what, honey, that's a shame I still love you, that's the way it goes He's got you, I got Mexico I'm eating right and I'm living good Doing everything I said I would I should have left a long time ago He's got you, I've got Mexico There we go, Frank Myers, and I got Mexico. Love what a way song. to start a yeah. night, man. What a beautiful song. And like I said, there's very few, it, there will be no song that you won't recognize. I hope we get Frank on the line with us. How you doing, Frank? Good, brother. How you doing? There oh, he man, hey. he's booming right in. That's <laughs> yeah, perfect. Good. You know, if I was any better, I'd probably be dangerous, Frank. I don't know, you know. But, uh, boy, you've you know, been... Eddie, Eddie. Eddie Raven has said that a few times. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll bet he was, too, you know. Oh, yeah. Well, you've been a busy guy, man. I, You know, I follow you on, on, on my Facebook, and it seems like every weekend you're somewhere. And, um, and you've been doing a lot of uh, songwriters deals. Yep. Doing songwriters deals and uh, fundraising things. And... Um, of course, we just spent a week in Dustin vacationing, but uh, <laughs> you got to do that too. Yeah, that that yeah, that don't yeah. really count. Well, you said before we started, well, you're remodeling and building at the same time. Well, the remodeling is thankfully over. Uh, we're actually getting ready to list the house, but uh, the new house uh, they're already bricking the new house. So, so that's a lot of work lot of in itself, happens. right there, with all the other stuff. Oh doing. yeah, yeah. And uh, we're going to go up to Ohio and visit the uh, family this weekend. And then uh, I'll be home for the CMA Fest. And then I, next thing I'm doing is the TAPS fundraiser that I do in Denver every year. 
TAP stands for Tragedy Assistance Program for Survivors. It's an awesome, awesome uh, organization. Oh, you should check it out. TAPS.org. We will do that. Yeah. TAPS.org. So you're originally from Dayton, Ohio. So I am. That would make sense where you're going to see family. And uh, yep. your family, uh, wasn't your dad was like a, a, a well-known fiddle player, wasn't he? Oh, yeah. He was a champion fiddle player, won all the contests and things back then. And, um, you know, he probably could have had a career as a singer. He was a great singer, kind of had a, uh, a Jim Reeves type voice. And um, but he gave it up. Uh, well, I'm sure mom had a little bit to do with that, but uh, <laughs> gave it up to be with his family. So. Well, that's, you know what, that's admirable, you know. Well, you and Jimmy probably know it takes you away from your family a lot, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. <laughs> it certainly does. Uh, I can attest to that. Frank, you, uh, uh, one thing, I was, we were just talking before we went on the air, I go, you know, I was, gonna, I was going down through the list of awards that you've got, and uh, uh, probably an hour is not going to cover it. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm just going to hit some of the highlights. Uh, American Songwriter Magazine, uh, Pop, uh, AC, R&B, Country, and Overall Song of the Year. Pop and R&B, Country, Overall Songwriters of the Year. Uh, first mm-hmm. Annual Country Radio Awards, Single and Song of the Year. Uh, and then the CMA Awards, you got Single of the Year, Song of the Year nomination. And uh, yeah. let's just go down to the Grammy Awards. Uh, Country Song of the Year, Best R&B Vocal and Song of the Year nomination. And then the ACMs, you got Single and Song of the Year. What was that for, the ACMs? And the... It was for um, I Swear. Yep, I, I would guess, <laughs> yeah. And then, of course, and... yeah. The Grammy? Yeah, we got Song of the Year at the ACMs for I Swear. And uh, I Swear was also ASCAP's Country and Pop Song of the Year. And I'm Already already There was also ASCAP's Pop and Country Song of the Year. So so, that was pretty cool. So crossover is nothing new to you. No, my very first hit that I wrote by myself, you and I for Eddie Rabbit and Crystal Gale was a huge crossover. It, uh, big number one country song, and uh, it was a top five pop and AC hit. Well, it would have gone number one if it hadn't have been for Michael Jackson, that <laughs> greedy son of a gun. He was, he had like five spots in the top ten. <laughs> well, I hope you have a. That'll beat happen. it or thrill or one of them. Uh, I wish he would have just beat it out of the way so you and I could have gone number one. <laughs> Did you put an extra wing on this new house just for the awards? Yeah, no yeah. kidding. Extra room for sure. And I mean, I'm not even done. We can go on the NSAI Awards, uh, Award for Country Pop and AC Song of the Year, ASCAP. Yeah, well, we talked about Country Pop and R&B Song of the Year. Billboard Magazine, number one song in 1994. And then Jukebox Awards for 94 Song and Songwriter of the Year, uh, International Song of the Year, uh, Canada, Germany, Great Britain, France, Sweden, Switzerland, Japan, and China. Uh, yeah, it's pretty crazy. You yeah, gotta be is. just busy if you have to go collect all those awards if you get to go to them all. <laughs> yeah. And the thing of it is, I you know I never thought that that was one of my best songs. I just thought it was a. I just really thought it was a good song, but I did think it was a hit song for John Michael, but I would have never imagined all the rest of it. Well, you know, it was, it was, it was number one for 11 weeks Wow! with all, all for mm-hmm. one. Yeah. I swear that's and, a good song. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> it's, it's right it, <laughs> probably sold 30 million records worldwide. Uh, and it's still in movies. It was in, it was the main song in Just Friends and the Social Network. And you know how you can tell when you have really arrived as a songwriter with a song is when the minions sing it on Despicable Me. Finally, success. It was the main, it was the big feature song at the end of Despicable Me 2 yeah. where the guy gets married and the minions sing, I swear, but only they sang underwear 
underwear, underwear. instead of I swear. <laughs> yeah. Oh. <laughs> well, uh, you know, there's kids all over America that love that song. Yeah. And, uh, uh, there is. And, and adults everywhere that love that song. In fact, of course. Uh, we're going to play that song because, you know, we're going to, this is, we t- I told you, I said, you know, <laughs> we'll be on for an hour. And a lot of people go, oh, an hour, boy, that's a long time. But, man. Well, they're going to say, well, would these guys shut up? Yeah. Music. Yeah. So <laughs> here is I Swear by Frank Myers. And uh, if you're a minion, turn it on. You know what? <laughs> And I swear, and I want to point out too that that is Frank Myers singing. And uh, 
that's off your album Scrapbook. Oh, sweet. And Yeah, man. And that's the cool thing. You're yeah. as equally as good a singer as you are a songwriter, my friend. Oh, well, thank you, brother. I appreciate that. I was It was funny back in earlier days, I was always told I wasn't a good enough singer to be an artist. Uh, uh, I don't believe that. <laughs> <laughs> and uh but eventually, you know, I made that. It's been a few years now since I made that CD, but uh, I would do a few shows because I didn't do a lot of shows out live. But when I did, a lot of times people would ask me if I had one, and so I finally broke down and, and did one. And I call it Scrapbook just because it's all hits right. uh, on there. And um, when I first did the CD, I also I used to have all the lyrics on the uh inside but i the ones i'm selling now i don't do that but uh that's why i call it scrapbook because yeah well you said you always resisted singing because you didn't think you had a good singing voice before before you came out with well, scrapbook. I, no it wasn't that i didn't have a good singing voice but i think people thought i was just a better background vocalist than a lead singer or you're not a great singer is what you said not a good singing voice but yeah, he must yeah. have wrote that somewhere because you're reading it. I'm reading it. He wrote it. Yeah, that's a great. I'm Dang not a great singer. Frank, but. you should have never written that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, but you're right. Hey, when, if, when you, you know, if, if if people enjoy my uh, vocalization, then that's uh, that's awesome. Man, I think I. But, uh, I'm telling you, man. I I think you're yeah. a great singer. And I'm not just saying that. It it's. Well, uh, thank you, man. It comes through really well. Like you said, to hear the songwriter sing his own song is awesome. Yes. And. It, and it means Absolutely. Something. You know, you, you know, Anthony Smith, there's another guy that, you know, in my opinion, is just as good singing as his songs, you know. Mm -hmm. Sure. Not to mention you were a guitar player, too, just like Anthony. And yeah, uh, I came to town. I actually moved to Nashville as a guitar player, not a not a not a songwriter. I, uh, I had only written a few songs before I moved to Nashville and. And that was merely putting music to someone else's lyrics. Right. Um, but, uh, you know, when I saw, I moved to Nashville in April of 81 and started playing with Eddie Raven in July of 81. And, uh, of course, immediately, I, him being such a great songwriter, I played him a few songs that I had written just to see what he thought. And he really liked my melodies. So we, we started writing together almost immediately. Wow. Because uh, either in like September or October, we did a show in New Orleans with Tanya Tucker, and she wanted Eddie to co-write a song with her called Changes. Mm -hmm. And it was to totally about her uh, relationship with Glenn Campbell. Mm -hmm. Well, we went to Moorhead, Minnesota, which is right across from Fargo, North Dakota. Yep. And we went up there for like a week. Uh, to hone, to really rehearse the band more and get a little bit tighter and that kind of thing. We we played at like a Holiday Inn bar or something the band did. But Eddie was there. And um, so we ended up writing Changes, which Tanya recorded. Mm -hmm. And that was my first song ever recorded. Well, in that process... David Malloy, who produced Eddie Rabbit and co-wrote a bunch of his hits, produced the Tanya song, Changes. Wow. Yep. So that was the connection with Malloy. And uh, when I wrote You and I, uh, I took it over to, to Malloy and they loved it and cut it. So, And, and then, then You and I was my second cut, but it was my first single. And that was, I mean, I came to town in April of 81 and by September of 82, you and I was the number one record. Wow. wow. <laughs> That's amazing. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, that is. That is crazy. Wow. And, <laughs> and you met uh, also uh, one of, a great co-writer uh, through the whole process of Eddie Raven um, when you hired uh, Gary as bass player. Right. Well, I didn't hire him. Uh, Marie Osmond hired him. Oh, that's when you were with Marie Osmond. I, yeah, I'm jumping yeah. ahead of my game here. Well, now, but you're, you're right, because I met Gary in the 80s, probably around 85, when he was in the band called The Shooters, and I was working with Eddie Raven. Mm -hmm. uh, a mutual friend hooked us up to write. 
and we started writing and we probably wrote i swear in like 88 something like that wow and it or 87 and then it was recorded in late 89 uh 92 or 93 but it came out on john michael in 93 so i don't know exactly when it was cut no. but it doesn't matter but right. it took it took <laughs> it took five it took five or six years for i swear to get cut it took we demoed it two different demos on it we pitched it to everybody in town everyone passed on it i mean kenny oh. rogers alabama all the biggies passed on it and i personally pitched it to john michael montgomery three times before he cut it. And now it's in the Minions. Yeah, now everybody wants it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's the way it always works. Then everybody right. wants it. Well, listen, we're going to do you and I, uh, because I'm trying to stay with the kind of the timeline. And, of course, yeah. that's, that's not going to work, but we're going to try. You already blew that up, my yeah. man, I swear. Yeah, the whole thing. I mean, it's, you know, shame on me. Anyway, here's you and I, Frank Myers, and this is a duet you did on the album with Crystal Gale, right? Absolutely. She was kind enough to do it with me. All right. Oh, awesome. Here it is. Just you and I Sharing our love together I know in time We'll build the dreams we treasure And we'll be alright Just you and I Just you and I Just you Sharing our love together And I know in time And I know in time We'll build the dreams we treasure And we'll be alright Just you
Frank Myers and Crystal Gale. Yeah. You and I. And uh, man, you who and doesn't I. know that one too? So I know it. And, uh, off the radio, which again, we always point out is yep. the best radio. It's off the radio. Um, and you know, I wrote that. I wrote that song for my wife. I read that that uh, that you wrote that for your wife. I'll bet she she still likes you over that, doesn't she? <laughs> still you gets know, your um, let me tell you. Here's the story. So, my wife worked second shift, and she was pretty much paying the bills at the time because Eddie was a new artist and we weren't working a lot. We had one car, we lived in a little apartment and uh, I would take her to work. Like I said, she worked second shift. So this one day I'm sitting on the couch and, and I had just gotten the Tanya Tucker guy. And of course Belinda had no idea about songs or what they made or anything like that. And um, so she walks in to the living room. She says, what are you doing, hon? So I'm trying to write a song. And she said, what kind of song? She said, a country song, honey. We're in Nashville now. We ain't in Ohio anymore. <laughs> she said, well, that hadn't been working out real good for you. And I said, well, what are you talking about? I mean, we, get, we just got this Tanya Tucker cut. I mean, she said, yeah, but, you know, the, no, there ain't no money coming in from it. She's right, because it takes... You know, it takes a long time for a songwriter to see money from a song. It could take two years. She said, why don't you write me a Lionel Richie type song? And I looked at my watch and said, ain't about time for you to go to work, baby. <laughs> I'll bet you don't say anyway, that anymore. <laughs> you know, the whole time when while she was wearing, I kept telling her, we'll be all right. We'll be all right. And that's where the we'll be all right in you and I come from. Oh, right. uh, so I took her to work and I came home and and there's a line in that Tanya Tucker song that went, when we were together, it was right. We had it all, you and I. Oh, and for oh. some reason, you and I stuck out as a title to me. And when I took her to work and came home that day, I, I thought about that title and a melody started coming to my head and that's how it was written. I love the, the story behind the song. Yeah. But it wasn't written as a duet so the other caveat is that they cut the song and David Malloy called me and said man we love the song it sounds awesome we thought it was too short so we put a space for another verse we just we just cut and spliced the first verse into a second verse so we got the first verse twice can you write another verse I said sure I sat down and wrote about four or five verses and he hated every one of them <laughs> Well, the deal is, Crystal Gale had just come over to the label, and they wanted her to come sing on the song, sing harmony. Well, while she was in there learning the song, when that second, when the first verse repeated itself, she started answering Eddie. And David said, oh. "Aha! That's how we'll do it." It made sense, and that's yeah. how that's how it became a duet. Wow! And and also. I only usually tell this and sing it when I sing the song live, but they changed the last line of the song, and they and then they and then they, of course they said we made it you and I. They didn't really change the last line; they just didn't use the last line that I had. They repeated, uh, "And now your love is my reward, and I love you even more than I ever did before." They just said that we made it you and I, but we hadn't made it, and it wasn't written as a duet. So the, the the last line that they took out was, I said, now your love is my reward, and I love you even more, and you'll never have to cry, because wow. we'll make it. Because we'll make it, yeah, you and I. I. <laughs> and you did. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, that is a cool story. Yeah, I love it. You, you know? That's a lot of times, you know, people just when you ask them about what their motivation was, yeah, I don't know, you know, but that that definitely strikes home. There. Yeah. I and mean, that's uh, uh, very cool. And that's something that you guys will have forever. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Something that the world will have forever. So Isn't I got crazy? I got a question. Yeah, right. yeah. We get texts all the time and I have a question from a listener that says, what type of musical training did he have? And what, uh, what's your influence? 
Well, without aging myself, <laughs> uh, I had I had many influences from the Beatles and Motown, uh, Eagles and Doobies and Earth, Wind & Fire, Chicago, and then uh, George Jones, Buck Owens, uh, Jim Reeves, um, just all the great country artists of sure. the time. Uh, so I, I have a big li- had a big library to pull from. I never had any musical training. Uh, I learned how to play guitar. My dad showed me a few chords, and then I learned the rest by just sitting down with records and learning how to play what they were doing by ear. Um, although I did learn how to read music, I guess if, if this was training, I, I was... <laughs> I had a short football career. I was actually a quarterback through grade school and freshman and sophomore year, and I got my nose broke my sophomore year, and my mom made me choose between football and music. Obviously, I chose music. Yeah, good choice. But then, (laughs) you know, what people don't know is I really kind of started out playing drums. So I went into the marching band, and I learned how to read music actually music uh not uh rhythm patterns uh in band mm-hmm. that's yeah. how i learned how to read uh, rhythm patterns so i never really had any training other than that and then when i moved to nashville i learned the number system so that's all i need that's yeah, it I, that's it's it. worked that well yeah. <laughs> worked out but great. as far as it's as far as songwriting and all of that it just comes natural uh you know and yeah. I thank God for that. I've been very blessed. Yeah, no training Absolutely. needed when you have that kind of talent. Okay, so tell us about a TLC ASAP, because I'm going to play that next, if that's okay well, with you. Well, when uh, Gary and I were out on the road with Marie, we, I tried to write as much as possible, and uh, or we tried to, and uh, this was just a, a ditty, really, that... I came up with the TLCASAP title, and and there's really no story behind it. It's just uh, up tempo, fun song, and and we wrote a story around that title. All right, well we're gonna play it, and here it goes, and uh, Frank Myers once again. My feet are sore Thank God it's Friday And it's almost four Time to hit the door We're gonna spend the weekend On the lake We've been working overtime And we need a break Honey, I can't wait
Mr. Frank Myers, and uh, that's a snappy little number, Frank. Yeah, like I said, it's just a ditty, man. I mean, it was a fun song. Alabama cut it, put it out. And the, the funny story is, is that it might have gone number one if I swear hadn't have been number one. <laughs> they were both up there at the same time. That's pretty funny. Well, yeah, two, two blocks now. You have Michael Jackson and you have the, your other song. <laughs> I blocked myself, yeah. Yep. <laughs> well, we got to talk, Frank, we got to talk a little bit about, uh, and I know that you have co-written with some folks, and I just want to run down this list real quick. Okay. Uh, the list of artists you co-write with, uh, Gary Baker, we talked a little bit about Gary, Chris Young, you know, uh, yeah. Anthony Smith, uh, and Anthony's been in the studio here several times. Uh, Billy, well, it's a, it's, a, it's a different Anthony. Oh, different Anthony than Anthony Smith. Okay. There's two Anthony Smiths. Well, there's several, but there's probably must be two must be two songwriters. Yes. What's the odds of that? Yeah. Uh, but I know I know both of them, but I've never written with the one you're talking about. All right. Billy Montana, uh Ash yeah. Ash Bowers, mm -hmm. uh Josh Thompson, Adam Anders, uh Richie McDonald, Ronnie Dunn. Uh, David Lee Murphy, Travis Tritt, Uncle Cracker, uh, Nick Lachey, there you go, and Jessica Simpson. Oh. And uh, Kenny Loggins, uh, Howie and Kevin, a BSB, among others. And there's a bunch. And, uh, now, uh, Kenny Loggins, we wrote a song together that I co-produced with him that was on his Target album. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, I think it's called uh, Right About Now or, or something like that. Um, but the song is called I Don't Want to Hate You Anymore. Wow. And it was about his divorce. Oh, well, there you go. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> but it's a cool song. You yeah. should check it out. Uh, I, I'm going to do that. And uh, also, um, I mean, I just, you know, we've talked before. And... Uh, it, you just amaze me at you've been very successful at the crossover. And I want to ask you a little bit about that because, you know, we get so many writers and I'm not going to say who they are, but you, you've heard this, the same thing, you know, Nashville's changed. Uh, you know, the good old days are gone. And, uh, um, you know, the other thing was as well, I'm not going to change what I'm doing to suit the times. And how do you right. feel about that? Well, I think you have to stay relevant. There you go. If you want to be, if you want to be relevant. <laughs> um, but at the same time, you know, uh, there's certain kind of songs that I wouldn't write. I can't, don't even like. So I mean, I'm not going to write something that I hate just because I want to try to make some money. I don't need to do that. Right. Um, I would rather. I I write. I, I enjoy writing something that says something and has a story behind it, uh, has a uh, message behind it. That's really what I enjoy writing. Well, I get, let me rephrase the question. So when you listen to today's radio, and, and I'll agree, there's some stuff, but I, I'll tell you, there's people that just impress me, like Caroline Jones and uh, people like that that, uh, you know, are so original and so when you listen to music, let's say that, that you do like, does it tend to make you think, hey, I, you know, I could write something for them? Sure. Uh, I mean, it's, 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 it's become very political in Nashville. And, you know, these man the managers and publishers control a lot of the co-writes now. And it's, it's hard to get with a lot of the guys uh, these days, even when you've had success. Um, but... Uh, a, a lot of the music that I hear, and it's not as bad, I don't think, as it was. Uh, but there's so much of this of sameness. Mm -hmm. uh, there's so much, so many artists that are chasing each other, as opposed to being true artists. You know, back in the day when George Jones came on the radio, you knew it was George. 
he didn't sound like Merle Haggard. Right. Merle Haggard mm-hmm. didn't sound like George. They had their own styles and their own artistry. Uh, and I find that lacking more than anything today as far as true stylists uh, and artists. Right. You know, like Waylon and Willie, Johnny Cash. I mean, well, you just go that, down the list. Are they trying to then. like and they, copy? And, 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 and they also didn't need to be pro tool when they say. <laughs> so, there you, you go. Know. Yeah. Yeah, there was. Uh, th- there's a lot of that uh, going on, and you know, I, I think I, I guess for me, I, I suppose it's because it's easy to record nowadays, and uh, you know. Well, yeah, man. I mean, you just go get a little Casio drum, little, get a little drum loop going, put a little Garage Band on. I yep. mean, anybody can do it, and and there's a lot of people doing it that just, you know. Shouldn't be doing it, really. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Yeah, well, and social media has changed everything so much, too. Um, I think I see you're, you're pretty prolific with uh, social media. You're up on it. Um, or, I, or at least I think you are. It looks to me like Well, I mean, there's, I have a lot of people that follow me and all that. So when I'm doing things, I like to let them know what I'm doing. In ca- just in case they happen to be in the area that I'm going to be so they can come out if they'd like right. to or whatever, you know. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think social me- media is, is, has been awesome for for artists, especially for unknown artists who who do whatever they do and they get a little following. They sell some records, they get some shows, they sell some T-shirts. I mean, hey man, you can you can you can make a really good living in Texas. Some yeah. of these some of these some of these guys that don't have a record on the radio are making six figures a year. Oh, absolutely. Just tour in Texas, so yeah. it's out there. Uh, well, and and you know we we talk about you know I'm old school. I come from back in the day when, you know, we played uh, six nights a week, five hours a night. You know they had house bands. I mean I'm sure you remember that. You know you. I could, played seven nights. I played seven nights a week. What's wrong with you? Well, I was <laughs> I was lazy. Damn it. That's Montana. And, yeah. <laughs> and uh, I I had to have a little time for fishing. <laughs> But uh, you know, and and you had a house bands, man. There was I remember there was a club in Billings that I think the house band played there for like ten years. Now it's uh, if it wasn't for the little microbreweries, for these young artists, you know that. And the, the the thing that I am excited about is most of the venues now are six thirty to nine thirty. I Me like too. that. <laughs> and uh, you know, but I, I mean, I, I kind of like the the nine to two thirty myself. Ooh, wow. Well, you're a, yeah. you're just kind of a night owl, man. <laughs> Well, I was back then. I'm not so much now, but uh, <laughs> I'd have to have a go out on the road. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, well, you know, it, it all started with the disco era when DJs started becoming popular. Then it started killing live musicians because they could just pay a DJ half of what they paid a band, and there you go. Yeah. Yeah, and that's uh, there's a lot of lot of solo uh, uh, artists right now i mean oh uh, yeah you know these like you said the young artists getting started uh up in these areas you know they go make a hundred and a half sell their merch and they have to do four shows a week in a different place and w- in montana you know it isn't like you drive down the street and you're <laughs> in a different, you know? it's vacation every time you get on the road <laughs> exactly you know you right. gotta drive a hundred miles to get somewhere you know so it's tough on them, but but you know, like I said, uh, uh, thank God for the for the microbreweries mm-hmm. that are doing that, because at least it is absolutely a, a venue, you know. So, yeah, you know, things just change. But you know, we talked with Gary Morris last week, and Gary was saying, you know, he believes everything's cyclical, and I hope I do too. Yeah, and I, you know, what he says, I, I it's going to come back around, man. Where where people. Uh, they want to hear lyrics, you know. They, they oh want, yeah, they want mm-hmm. a song. Oh yeah, and they they get they get tired of just you know the other stuff. And uh, you know what else is coming back? And I hope it keeps coming back. And that's uh, albums. Yes, turntables. Yes, yep. My sons have my turntable from college and all my albums, and they they just love it. They think it's a new cool thing. So. Well, it well it is a new it cool is to thing be to right them. to them. Yeah. 
I've got some vinyls no, ha- hanging hey, here. Next, ne- next thing, it might be eight tracks. Who knows? Right. <laughs> uh, let's hope not. I hated those things. I, as long as you had the matchbook to slide yeah. in there to keep it going. Not quite as bad as a yeah. cassette where you had to have a lead pencil with you all the time to rewind it. But, oh, Lord. Yeah, but they are terrible. Yeah. Frank, we're going to try to squeeze another one in here. And uh, I like this song. And I know that this wasn't a big smash hit. You, We talked about this. What say you? And but there's I just like this song so you know and uh, so I want to play it dang it well hey man there's a story behind that too so whatever <laughs> all right well let's hear it well uh, I'm a Bill O'Reilly fan and I used to watch him on Fox News mm-hmm. yeah. and uh, every time he would have a guest on I mean if you watched him you you know what I'm talking about he would he would have a guest on about a certain subject and he would go on about it. And then he would look at the guests and say, that's my take. What say you? Yeah, that's exactly right. <laughs> Every time. Yep. So I'm on my elliptical machine in my workout room here at the house. And I'm watching it. And I had heard him say that a hundred times. And this particular night when he said it, I said, man, that." <laughs> and it was it was starting to be the election. So it was an election year. OK. But it was like the, towards the beginning. And I said, man, that'd be a good song, What Say You? And um, that's where it came from. So, so does and, he know uh, that or acknowledge it? Oh, yeah, uh-huh. because Travis, well, Travis Tritt was on The O'Reilly Factor oh. when the song was out. And they talked about it. And oh, cool. Of course, I knew, I knew Travis. I had written with Travis. But Travis's manager was Baker and Myers' manager. And his name is Gary Falcon. And I played it for Gary, and he said, "Man, that'd be good." I said, "I think this might be good for Travis." He said, "Yeah, we're and we're looking for a song that he and John Mellencamp can do together." So that became the song. Oh, oh wow. yeah, <laughs> I've heard but the song. I, 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 I co-wrote it with Michael Bradford, who was Uncle Cracker's producer, <laughs> and we wrote it in a hotel at a Hard Rock Hotel in Chicago, I've been there. and we wrote it for <laughs> Uncle Cracker. But Travis cut it first. (laughs) (laughs) That'll work. Yeah. All right. Well, here we go with What Say You? And that is a great story behind that. And I know that's going to make Mr. Dennis Erickson, who's listening in, it's going to make him really happy. (laughs) And uh, here's Frank Myers with What Say You? and south and black and white somehow get along what say you yeah what say you I believe that there's a basic good in the heart of every man and I'm not gonna criticize what I can't understand What say you? What say you? I'm not afraid to say what's on my mind. Take a stand and draw that line. Speak my heart and bear my soul. I don't like lies. I'd rather know the truth. Yeah, what say you?
What say you? What say you? What say you and you and you and you and you? Yeah, what say you? All right, there it is. We got to throw Willie's in here. Just it's uh, time. Because Willie's is one of our great sponsors, so here's oh, Willie's. Oh, my, Ooh. that is a delicious adult beverage. What is that? Well, that's Willie's Montana Honey Moonshine. Where's Willie's? We'll take 85 south from Belgrade, 8 miles to Four Corners, and right on 84 west past the Madison River. Don't forget your fly ride, 29 miles to the Norris Junction. Stop at the stop sign and go left for 16 miles. Pull into the town pump and ask them, where's Willie's? Or you could just ask for it at your local watering hole. Willie's Distillery, Spirits of the American West, 312 Maine, Ennis, Montana, Willie'sDistillery.com. All right, there we go. We got Where's Willie's? We got it in there. And uh, and we've been with Frank Myers this evening. And boy, man, I've enjoyed every minute of it. Me too. And it's been a couple, two, three years since the last time we chatted, Frank. And and uh, has it been that far long? I think it yeah. has been. It seems like it. I don't know. Maybe not that long. One, two, maybe two, three. See, my wife straightens me out on that because you know I'll say something like, "Yeah, you know, it was a couple of years ago." She goes, "No, it wasn't. It was 10. <laughs> and I go, "Man, I." Well, you know, I think uh, I think it was just like last year. Well, maybe when, it was when I did that. When I did that with Corey. Yeah, might have been. That's what you're talking about. Yeah. 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 And, uh, of course, we've shortened the shows up a little bit, which uh, I think probably everybody, my kidneys like that. <laughs> and, uh, you know, so we got, a, we got a few minutes <laughs> left. But, uh, again, you know, we know that you tell us where you're going to be real quick. Well, uh, the next thing I'm doing is the TAPS fundraiser. TAPS yeah. stands for Tragedy Assistance Program for Survivors. And uh, it's going to be in Denver. And it's going to be the weekend of Father's Day, that Saturday mm-hmm. evening. Taps.org, um, right? Well, yeah, I don't know if it's on there or sure if that? it's called the Denver Classic or something. Um, because uh, it's actually the Denver chapter that's been doing this for years. Um so you can try taps.org and you can see what it's about. Um, but I'm not sure if, if it's advertised. Maybe it is. I don't know. <laughs> if you're, if you're going to be there, they should be advertising it. So. Well, <laughs> well, it's going to be me and uh, Billy Montana and my buddy uh, Jimmy Nichols, great keyboard player, and Pam Tillis is coming, too. Oh, wow. wow. Jimmy Nichols, he's got a brother who lives at Great Falls, I think. Montana. Uh, I don't. I don't know. He uh, might. Wonder if it's the same Jimmy Nichols we're talking about. It might be. Or it might be like Anthony <laughs> Smith. I didn't right. know two songwriters. That we, but uh, it could be. Well, yeah. As a as a matter of fact, just so you know, uh, you know, I wrote co-wrote tomorrow the Chris Young song. Mm-hmm. Did you know that? I. You know what? I I did know that because I've been doing a little digging here. Okay, <laughs> so I wrote that with I wrote that with Chris Young and Anthony Smith. The other Anthony, the other Smith. Anthony Smith. Yes. <laughs> wow. And also the, that other Anthony Smith co-wrote "What About Now?" The Lone Star Hit. Wow. Jeez. Now, yeah. did you know David Lee? Uh, I've met David Lee. I don't know David. Not David Lee Murphy, but David Lee. He's uh, he moved from Nashville right. back to Texas. And, yeah, uh, I, I, I knew that, but I, I don't really know him. I've just met him. Man, he's got a great song. Uh, nothing. We, we got rotation here. It's uh, uh, I, I'm trying to think of the name of the song. Uh, I'm on the. I got a song on the radio, and it, oh it's, yeah, it's hilarious, man. It's just it a great a song, one. you know, about what happens when you finally get a hit on the radio, you know. And, well, man, uh, you need to put one, you need to put one of my songs uh, in into rotation, man. Well, we got. <laughs> well, I hate to break the news to you, Frank, but we got more than one of your songs in rotation. <laughs> oh, well, great, great! I, I love the news. This is uh, yeah. This is independent what's artist your, spotlight. What's your listener? Uh, how many listeners do you have? Well, we you we think? are in over a hundred and thirty countries as we speak. Wow. Yeah. Wow. And that's uh, awesome. we have about, you know, for internet radio, but we do stream 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And we've only been on for about four years. 
and we're running about 70,000, uh, but we, uh, you know, kind of unique listeners that come back quite often and listen in That's avidly, great. about 16,000. And but I mean well, they're, I, uh, they're from all over, you know. I put it on. I shared it on my Facebook page, so hopefully, some cool. people are from my Facebook page are new listeners now for you. Well, yeah, we appreciate every uh, every help we can get. I mean, yeah, that's what we're here for. That's what this station is all about. I'm a lifelong musician. Uh, you know, like you, I started playing when I was nine years old. Most of my life has been five and six nights a week. I just semi-retired here this year. Uh, from playing out, and uh, we've got a little. In fact, we've got a little uh, venue here at the at the radio station, along with the recording studio. Uh, we have Jimmy, Jimmy's Roadhouse, which is a forty seat venue, and nice. we've got state of the art sound and lighting here. And about once a month, I have a big show out here. Big show meaning and you, forty and, people. And you, yeah, and and you have Willie's whiskey. Oh yeah. yeah! Oh, absolutely. Well, it's, yeah. Willie sponsors that as well. Yeah, so. it's a bring your own bottle, and uh, that's awesome. And man, I mean, it's two hours of of just sitting and listening to some great music, and I try to give uh, all the young people a little leg up. And we've had some great artists in here too. I mean, David Starr, mm-hmm. uh, who's out on tour with John Oates right now, and so we get you know we get some artists in here. Forty seats nice. is kind of tough to 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 pay the bills for the big artists, but. You know, it's it's uh, all about independent Spreading artists and, and making sure that everybody's music gets played. Because I think that's awesome. You well know that's hard to do these days. You know, so it certainly is. But, and uh, thank God for people like you. Well, we appreciate that, and we appreciate people like you taking the yeah, time. Right? Give us because the here's what happens: is these young artists tune in, and like your show will be up on musicranchradio.com probably by tomorrow afternoon. And I put all these shows up there so they can come in and listen to. Uh, some great writers and, uh, you know, listen at their own leisure. And uh, so it's great when people like you take the time uh, to, to come on with us and, uh, you know. Inspiration. It, yes, it's very inspirational for these young young singers and songwriters. So no, it's, uh, it's my pleasure. I enjoy doing it. I think that a bunch. Well, we've got time. It is 8 o'clock straight up. But here's what we're going to do. Uh, we're going to play. we got one left, which is I'm Already There. And okay. uh, you tell us about this song because it's a big. Well, one. you know, uh, we used to write when I first came to town, we used to show up and write from like nine to five. Uh, I did that for many years. And these days we show up at about 11 and get done about two. But uh, <laughs> this particular day, you know, Lone Star had been out on the road because I wrote this with Richie McDonald of Lone Star. And I wrote it with Gary Baker, my buddy. Uh, he and I wrote I Swear, and we were Baker and Myers' duo. Mm-hmm. Well, Gary lived in Muscle Shoals, Alabama, so it took a couple hours for him to get there, and he's always running late. So we're sitting uh, in a in an ASCAP room uh, that we had got for the day, and uh, we're, Richie and I are sipping coffee and talking about ideas and talking about, you know, what we did out on the road, that kind of thing, because I'd been out too, and... So we were kicking ideas around, and he really didn't like mine, and I really didn't like his. And so he walked over to the piano, and he started playing the beginnings of I'm Already There. And I said, what's that? He said, well, you know, we were out on the road, and I, I called home, and I talked to Lori and the kids, and got homesick, and I started this. And I said, well, why didn't you play that first? You know, <laughs> I love that. I said, man, we need to finish that, so... You know, when Gary showed up, we, we wrote the song and it became a huge number one record for Lone Star. But then the cool thing that happened is that the military adopted the song and Richie has a uh, a binder, about a three inch binder, three or four inch binder, full of emails from military families about that song. Oh, wow. cool. Yeah. Well, it's a great song and no matter how you interpret it and... Uh, so we're going to play this, and we'll come back and say goodbye. Here's Frank Myers, and I'm already there. He called her on the road From a lonely, cold hotel room Just to hear her say, I love you 
And when he heard the sound of the kids laughing in the background, he had to wipe away a tear from his eye. A little voice came on the phone, said, Daddy, when you coming home? He said the first thing that came to his mind, I'm all I'm already there, right. and uh, what a what a beautiful song! You do a great job on that. I mean, come on, Frank, your vocals are killer. Yeah, man. you you said you don't have well, a great voice. Man. I think you do. Yeah, I think he does. <laughs> well, I mean, I appreciate that. It's all in the it's all in the uh, the ears of, of the listener, I guess. So. <laughs> Yeah, well, Frank, it's been. No, awesome. should I say the the? It's all in the ears of the beholder. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Either either way, that'll we're, work. We're, we're beholding. So. Yeah, yeah. So we're, we we're, think it's great. We're beholding to you. But I just want to also say thank you to all the all the people listening out there. Keep listening and and uh, su- supporting Jimmy and, and Greg and. Um, yep. I'm sure they do a great job all the time out there. So we got a lot. Uh, text we, me in. We 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 need we need to have these kind of outlets for uh, independent uh, artists for sure. Well, we appreciate that, and yeah. uh, same for you, man. Keep writing, you know? keep writing, yeah. And that's the cool thing about what you do. You can be 105 years old, Frank, and you're still writing. You know what I mean? I'm playing. Well, you know, you don't you don't choose the music. Music chooses, chooses you. you yeah. Yes, it does. Yeah. That's exactly. It. And I always tell people sometimes it's a blessing and sometimes it's a curse. <laughs> you know, yeah, I think there's a song on your album, kind of like that, isn't there, Jimmy? Yeah, there, there might be. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Ben. All right, thanks, Frank. You have a good Frank, evening, man. Thanks for taking time. You guys take, take care. I enjoyed it a lot. Hopefully, All we'll right, see again. you soon. Okay, see okay. you later, Mr. Frank Myers. Good night.